Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Soporu, New Street Advisors Group, Team New Street. Thank you for tuning in. Wherever you're listening, whatever platform, device, make sure you five-star rate, subscribe, review, and support the pod. This week, we have a lot going on in the news, so we're going to discuss all of that. In the financial roundtable, we'll talk about share buybacks and how companies use that metric. We'll also talk questions of the week. I think we'll have a couple this week. And lastly, we'll finish up with the personal life update. Appreciate everyone for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's in the news? Our news segment, usually our largest segment of the podcast. It's another great, great time to give an update to Team News Street on what's going on in the news. So first of all, market update, you know, we're seeing Tech stocks rally. We're seeing um, optimism in the market as a whole, optimism in the market uh, from investors as the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500 were heavily up um, yesterday. And uh, uh, today even, you know, also a strong um, increase uh, for those for those indexes in the market. Uh, you saw different things with Netflix rallying a lot. Biggest one day gain uh, off of earnings. Um in like four years for Netflix, uh, different companies showing strong early earnings in the banking and financial sector. Um, so that's that's good. That's positive news for the market as a whole. People are positive. The market is positive, um, and it's understanding of what's going on. I think it's basically driven on the anticipation of more stimulus, right? So we have a, a transition of power, which we'll talk more about, and, and this this administration is looking to aid in the event uh, of that's well with the event that more is needed. So that is probably one of the bigger catalyst um, and tailwinds for the market uh, right now. So that's your market update. And let's jump in to the news. Why don't we, in talking about transition of power, we saw, uh, I watched the inauguration myself, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, the 20th yesterday. Um, so it was it was obviously great to watch and great to see a peaceful transition of power. And with that, they're talking, I think the biggest thing on a lot of people's mind that have these things, that have student loans, is student loan forgiveness. So President Biden has suggested he would support 10K of broad student loan forgiveness. Um, wild stat, about 42 million Americans, one in eight, hold 1.5 trillion worth of student loans combined. Also, Black and Hispanic borrowers are more likely than white borrowers to be, to be behind on their loan repayment, um, exasperated by the wealth gap, uh, some different things. So Biden has proposed that. And so I think a lot of people that have student loans are, are very interested to see what happens or what will, what will that do. Uh, for people. He also has proposed to give a pre, pre, free pass to people making 25K or less per year. So no loan or interest payments required. Um, also making public tuition free for families under 125K. Um, he's proposed forgive federal loans after 20 years for everyone else who has responsibly made payments. So that's a lot of forgiveness, uh, which which is good for people. Uh, but uh, definitely would cost. Uh, we'll see what, what happens. I think that's something that people want to see. Um, and I've seen that across social media, the people that want this forgiveness. Um, he said he's unlikely to forgive 50K of student loan debt. Uh, which Elizabeth Warren has suggested, uh, but more likely to do a lower number. So that's something to watch, and we'll we'll watch that. Next up, Netflix stock. Again, everyone, work with an expert. Do not be making investment advice off of headlines and tips and things that you hear. Do your own research or work with an expert, which is what my clients do. But Netflix stock soared 17% yesterday. Uh, its biggest one-day gain in four years. Uh, a lot of it's based off of subscriber count doubling uh, from 2017. 
big big titles that just had a lot of people view viewers and eyeballs 100 million households watched the crown to date 62 million watched the queen's gambit um and now they have cash flow uh, a lot of people are like oh how's netflix buying all these content they're gonna run out of cash they're gonna be cash flow negative forever no they're saying management stated in the shareholder letter which i read that they're gonna be cash flow positive um very shortly they think in 2021 um and break even um soon and that means that they're no longer to be financing their content with debt and they're looking to actually do share buybacks with the market love share buybacks is a another way for management for a company to give money back to shareholders and we'll talk more about the intricacies of that in the financial roundtable but that's something that was um big news uh across the market and across uh, the street yesterday next up janet yellen janet yellen the former fed chair uh had her fifth confirmation hearing this time is the u.s top fiscal policy job. She's a treasury secretary, uh, which means uh, she's going to be, you know, having a lot to do with the policy uh, of our country, especially financially. Um, and she's going to defend the 1.9 trillion aid bill that Biden has proposed. Um, she also will have a play in like climate action, corporate taxes. She's going to have a big, big role in big say, um, a lot of different things that happens going forward as the treasury secretary. Um, so she is going to receive confirmation earlier this week, uh, potentially this week. And so um, we'll be watching out for that to see what happens. And speaking of Biden's proposed plan, Biden's big stimulus plan, what's in the 1.9 trillion proposal, what it means for the economy. Uh, a lot of stimulus packages has been going out, and this is, I guess, going to be possibly the third one. Um, what Biden wants to do, 1.4K direct payments to most Americans, bringing the total relief to 2K, including December 600, 400 extra weekly unemployment benefits, 350 billion state and local government aid, 20 billion for national vaccination program, which I think is needed. The rollout so far has been underwhelming. It hasn't been great. Um, a lot of things wrong with the rollout of the vaccine problem, speed, uh, the efficiency, a lot of things, a lot of things. Um, he also is proposing $15 an hour federal minimum wage, which I agree with. People are complaining there's like a big fight on social media, which I don't engage in any fights on social media. Just love and team new shit on my side. So I love all, all of us. Let's just keep our, our little bubble and stay, stay that way. <laughs> when I see things, I see it all. Um, and there's a big fight on social media uh, about um, increasing the $15 federal minimum wage. We, that, that makes no sense not to. Do you know what $15 an hour is? Have you done the calculation? I don't even know what it is, but it's like 28000 29000 a year. How can anyone live off of that? That's difficult for people. Um, and to fight increasing that is just not, a, like, I don't understand it. Uh, it just, yeah, it just does. I don't know. <laughs> I would, you know, people, that's barely a livable wage, to be honest, for especially people in big cities. Um, so we should be letting people that need it increase their wages. Uh, these are people that definitely need it. So I don't know. It shouldn't be a fight to me in my mind. That's just my opinion. Um, let's keep moving. And there's other, all the sides, but that is my opinion for people that need it, that, that, that we should have that. Um, but there's always other sides to these things that people have. Next up, we are really looking at our financial roundtable next. So I appreciate you guys listening to the news update. A lot of things going on in the news. If you saw something and I missed something, let me know. Speak to me. Message me. It's always fun to go through our news update together. Next up, we're going to talk about the financial roundtable and just go over a corporate structure, corporate uh, move called share buybacks. Thank you for listening. Hey, gather around for the financial roundtable, everyone. 
talking about share buybacks um, and a precursor for this. This is just um, a way for people to learn a, a, a financial thing, right? I don't want people to take this and run with it, try to use this as an investing tactic. This is not for you to try to use an investing tactic or to think that you're going to beat the market by just understanding this concept. There's no way for you to try to beat it by understanding this concept. It's not a, a endorsement to invest in some sort of company from this. Um, just use an expert and don't try to look for tips from little blurbs. But I do want people to learn just what this is. Um, a share buyback is a repurchasing of stock by a company that issued them. So all these companies that are public issued stock. They said, hey, we this used to be private. You had to have X amount to be invested in. You had to be a venture capital firm. You had to be in the angel round. You had to have something to be able to be, you had to be a high net worth person that gave your money to the VC firm that would allow it to allow you to be a part of this. But now you went public and we issued shares to the public. The 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 the, the regular, I'm going to call it regular folk, to everyday people, everyday hardworking people. <laughs> and so, but now we want to buy them back. And a buyback occurs when a company pays shareholders the market value per share and reabsorbs the part, portion of its ownership that was previously distributed um, to um, investors. Um, and yeah, this is can be done on the open market or it can be done directly through a tender, um, but they've, they're a way to give money back to investors um, as, as a way to to also. So there's a lot more to it, but let's break it down. That's what Netflix announced, um, that they're probably going to be doing share buybacks uh, in the near future, which they hadn't done in like a good several years here. Key takeaways, companies do this for various reasons. It's one to, to increase equity value, to look more financially attractive. Uh, some of the downsides to buybacks, they, they're sometimes financed with debt, sometimes it's straight cash off the balance sheet. Uh, and they can have a mildly positive effect on the, uh, the economy overall. But the reasons, again, as we mentioned, unused cash is costly. So this is a way for companies to use cash um, and, and get cash out there. It preserves the stock price. Usually when a company announces a share buyback, it's going to increase the stock price uh, because their management is essentially saying, we see what the stock is worth in the market. We believe it's worth more, so we want to buy these shares because it's going to be worth more later when we reissue them, and you guys will have to be buys buy it at a larger uh, or greater price later. Um, so it's a way to see if the the management thinks the stock is undervalued. Um, they will buy back shares. Um, that's who knows more about the company than insiders in the management. Uh, that's another another thing to understand. Helps prop up the balance sheet for for people. Downside of buybacks, um, it, it's it could be I mean, the downside, right? It's it's relative, but it's again a way for a company uh, to use their cash or finance through debt to to maneuver, right? Uh, to one provide shareholders with um, some some cash flow, um, and that's something that people do. These are one of the corporate financial structures and tactics that are used, and one that Netflix use as uh, they well they announce that they will be using in the interim, in the short term. Um, so that's something that people understand. Yeah, it's a concept I hope people get. It's, it's a fun concept. It's something to learn, something to know. So now you kind of understand what share buybacks and repurchases are. Hope you guys enjoyed the roundtable. Hey, everyone. Last segment of the day, personal life update. Um, I've gotten into Peloton, people. I've gotten into Peloton. It's a great, I wouldn't say great, the, the actual um, workout, the exercise, right? So that is all I'm talking about here for, for the people that are trying to glean for investing advice. Just the exercise. 
got it to Peloton. Um, it's great. I've done it a few times. I really like it. Um, I understand the community now. Questions of the week. We're back with questions. We finally got them. I like doing, I think the people like, I think the team usually, I think we like doing questions. This is good to help see what other people are going through and hear my consultation and, and my advice. So we got the first one. This is given by a reader. What would happen to me if my spouse passed away suddenly or become a, unable to produce income or care for him slash herself? And what can I do to improve that plan? That's a great question. I think this is exactly right. The last part of this question has a big implication on the answer. Plan. What is the plan? What is you and your spouse have already? Do you guys have the emergency fund set up? Do you guys have your retirement set away? Uh, a, a solid budget. So if someone is you know lost and can no longer contribute on the income side, that's where the emergency fund will come in. That's where, um, you know, having a budget that's suitable would be helpful so that you can adjust uh, accordingly. Um, and you need to ask, can you survive on one salary? Can you survive on this one salary? If so, great. If not, then we have to look at either switching jobs, uh, finding aid. Um, and this would be a situation for, you know, the, I know I, how heavily I spoke about insurance last time, but if you work for a company, you automatically should have life insurance of some sort uh, through the company, right? So that would be uh, an also aid aid in this situation, depending on what happened, right? And then also back to the point of salary, like can you increase salary somehow through side hustles, through a new job, through keeping doing things that are needed to increase? It may take time, but that's one thing that we would have to look at and hopefully be able to do. Uh, so that is that's a great question, and hopefully that clears it up. Question again, number two, what big expenses do I know are coming in the next year, such as property taxes or insurance payments? This is good. This is something I always think about. I always think down the pipeline, like what are the big expenses that I have in this month, six months, a year? How do I prepare for that? First thing is, you know, everyone is big on these different saving apps and tools. Whatever works for you, just use. Um, no endorsement because they're not paying me for this, but I use Marcus Golden Sachs, my high yield savings, my different things. And it just, they allow you to name your savings. So if you like no big expenses coming, just have a savings account for that, put everything away in there and understand that when it comes time to pay it, you already have the money, boom, transfer from the savings to whatever checking account that you used to pay. And then boom, you're already to go. It allows you to divide up the savings so you don't have to save it all at once. You can break it up into monthly, quarterly, whatever types of ways to save for it. But these big expenses are some that, you know, you don't want to hit you at all at once and not have the cash and liquidity to to take care of it. So plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. Um, so, yeah. Well, there's some great, great questions. Great questions. Hopefully this answers things. Next up, we'll do, you know, our personal life up, update to finish off the podcast episode.